I was there. <laughs> obviously. Know, obviously. Who came up with and it? I did. I did. <laughs> but but it was it Fred's a great guy. Of course. We call him Uncle Fred. I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell you the story quickly. <laughs> Uncle Fred, early in the day, had busted through this wall as a shockmaster on a flare for the goal. Busted through the wall. Everything went good. David Crockett had somebody Nell a two before on the bottom of the new wall, which was not there when he busted through the wall the first, first time. time. Okay. <laughs> the voice of Shockmaster was Ole Anderson. He was off in another deal with a microphone. Also, the voice of the black school. Yeah, to say, I am the Shockmaster. I come to kick somebody's ass. You know what I mean? Well, we're all sitting there laughing, and all of a sudden, the bomb went off. And Fr Uncle Fred, poor Uncle Fred, <laughs> Uncle Fred bust through, and he hit that two before that David Crockett had put down, down. there to sabotage my ass, <laughs> had put there, and the shockmaster fell flat on his ass. The helmet rolled off. <laughs> he fumbled for the helmet, and he I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, what we call a gorilla position, and I'm I'm started to rumble with the left. To where they almost had to take me to the hospital. And as he fell and he found the helmet and he put it back on and the summit stood up <laughs> and all the only voice started cracking and I'm the shockmaster. So at home they're watching this on television, all the kids. Cody. Young Cody's there. With all the kids, they're watching this. And the kids looked at it in fright and they're laughing and they looked at it in fright. And Cody turns around to all the other kids and he says I think that was Uncle Fred. <laughs> and it was Uncle Fred. And if I'm laughing, the, the skit was over. Uncle Fred came out in front of the gorilla position table, and he knelt down and he flopped that helmet there. And he said, and you I can could, stick this. I couldn't, no, I couldn't even. <laughs> I couldn't even talk. He used the F word. He said, I effed this up, didn't I? I said, buddy, I laughed so hard. They took me, had to take me to my room. I mean, I was laughing so hard. You it should've. was an amazing moment, almost as, as amazing as asked the question. My other one was the gobbledygooker. 
When I see the W, you was involved in. I, I, I had uh, nothing to do with it. But we have a battle all the time, me and Vince, all the time. What you the worst? We'll be drinking and having a cocktail together, and he'll say, Shockmaster was the worst. I say, no, the Goblin Gooker was the worst. So Shockmaster Goblin Gooker had to be two of the top of the line, and Uncle Fred was a great hand here, became World Tag Team Champions here. Him and Avalanche, you know, an Earthquake, yeah. mm -hmm. did a great job. Hector Guerrero, that, great guy. Yeah, but that, and, and Hector, great job, but man, when he bust through, and 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 fella and I think I think he said David Boy said God rest his soul. I think David Boy said he fell on his ass, <laughs> but he you know what he did. The PWR presents What If? What if John Cena turned heel? What if China became the first woman world heavyweight champion? What if Owen Hart never passed away? What if Magnum TA never got into a car crash? What if Hulk Hogan stayed with the AWA? What if Shawn Michaels signed with WCW? What if WCW won the Monday Night Wars? What if Vince McMahon's WrestleMania failed? What if... <laughs> I had to laugh a little bit longer, reflectionized, because we are in the month of October. <laughs> and you know, the month of October is Halloween season. And for the PWR podcast here at the Halloween Media Group of Podbean.com, we don't trick the reflectionites. We don't trick the Magnificent Seven. We don't trick the Hominites, we don't trick the Vitoites, we don't trick the PWCites. We give every eye in the spectrum the treats. We give you the treats of the movies. We give you the treats of the spotlights. We give you the treats of the rivalries. We give you the treats of the episodics. But most importantly, we give you the treat of all treats. Where I keep doing the polls and the polls say, 100% that they love this treat more than every other treat that I give them. The what if. And we got a doozy of a what if before we even talk about it. But I'm in that good Halloween spirit. I'm in that good trick or treat spirit. I don't know what costume I'll wear. Maybe I'll wear my Joe Biden hugging uh, costume so I can hug all the ladies out there over the age of 18 before TWB looking at me kind of weird and saying, oh, you want to want those dudes that slide in your DMs, but I'm I'm not going to Epstein Island, but I'm going to have my gray hair Biden wig, I'm going to have a suit on, and I'm going to be hugging some 18-year-olds and over girls, because Joe Biden cares about America like that, but anyway, neither here nor there. So welcome or welcome to the PWR Podcast, and if you don't know me right now, I am the most charismatic one, I am the most affluent one, I'm the most scholarly one, I'm the most treatable one. But most importantly, I'm the most glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. The only objective man in this political spectrum. Your friend of mine, the Professor Chabella Cruz. And I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. He's the conservative liberal. The liberal conservative. The iron stomach one, Mr. Wonderful, dum dum do idiot's own. 
the man that I don't, you know what? He looks like, you know, I even told him this and I, I'll, I'll share this. I'll share this for the, for the 12 that ride strong here. It was in our DMs, you know, no, I didn't, he didn't slide in my DMs and I didn't slide into the TW DMs because we are on the Pro Wrestling Reflection, you know, text summit here, if you will. But I found a clone and it was already Halloween. I found a clone that looks like TW. Someone is already dressing like TW. He is very popular right now. I can't believe it. I forgot the dude's name, but it didn't need me to hear no there. But the dude has got a YouTube channel and he has cloned this man. The only thing that this guy didn't have was the whole wonders and he did not wear sunglasses. He did not wear a, a cowboy hat or whatever the case may be. He did not wear any American shit, but he is a, a, a he is a clone of TW. But I have the original. I have the original here. Proof positive, 100% grade A original. Yee! Tommy, wonder how you doing, my friend? I'm good. I tried looking up the guy's name while you're talking about it. it. Just says professional wrestling, Matt Riddle and Adam Edge Copeland. That's what he was talking about in the thing you said. I think it shows his name, and he doesn't normally talk wrestling. So that that's why I asked you, what? This guy has the face for radio. He has no charisma whatsoever, and. What that's was he talking you, you, about before that he could just add wrestling to it? That's why you are the original. That's a carbon copy. I don't want carbon copies. I want the original. And I have the original here at the PWR Podcast. Papa, he's called. I gotta I gotta know how many. He's got zero likes on this video. Uh, as long as you don't call you don't call yourself Big Papa. I forget. You know, oh, we've known each other. Many you said years. he's popular. This dude has 32 subscribers with 46 videos. I never say he was popular, I said he's a carbon copy. I didn't say popular. He said he's popular right now. He's out there. No, I said you're popular. Oh. He wants to be you. Oh, he's dressing up as way, you for that, Halloween. That makes way more sense. That, that's what I'm talking about here. But anyway, then, this, then you sent this other guy that looks like you. Says that's why the Illuminati's right. Implant your debit card info, and if you add zero, it's electrocuting. That's you with a side part. Hey, you know, that ain't me, number one. And number two, <laughs> I am a, a proponent of the Illuminati. I am the proponent of big corporations running this country because, you know what? All you people who are sleeping with this limited government bullshit, you know what? We need the corporation. You know what? Total Re If you really look at it, Total Recall was a good success. If you really look at that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Running Man was a great success. Just shut the fuck up, watch some TV, <laughs> eat your broccoli uh, smoothies, and sing Hungry, Hungry, Hungry Hippos. But anyway, would you that drink was, those? Would you be drinking broccoli oh, smoothies? Whatever. You know, I'm just saying. That's what I'm just saying. Shut up about the government. Let them do what they're doing, and we're going to be so fine. But anyway, we're not talking about political conspiracies here. But we are going to be talking about a real conspiracy, TW. And this is going to be one of the hardest, but most popular <laughs> series that we do. But what the hell you now see see I keep telling you those are Christmas lights, but you don't want to admit that. But anyway, I see red, I see green. Dude, they're warrior colors. Look right here. I don't they not warrior. Red, green. Yeah, that's Christmas. But anyway, this is Halloween season, but neither here nor there. Now you're almost I lost my train of thought because I have to look to <laughs> TW's Hall of Wonders. Anyway. Before we start about this what if, this is a very special what if reflection. Again, we are in the Halloween season TW. But the reason I'm calling this the hardest what if ever is because I don't think people in the nostalgic podcast realm can try this. I don't think people even in Twitterverse or in the, in the Facebook 
arresting pages can even try to book this right. So we are gonna try and do something that nobody even will attempt to do or scared to do. We're gonna do a very special what if, Reflection Nights. And this what if is, what if the Shockmaster, AKA poor Uncle Fred, Fred Ockman, never busted his ass. Typhoon, Typhoon, he's got other names. We'll get into that, but anyway, but never. If Shockmaster never busted his ass during his debut at the Clash of Champions. So TW, before we even get into this, before we put our wrestling minds into this, do you agree with the assessment? I guess the lights are blinking, so you agree with me. Neither here nor there, but I think you you and I know that this is gonna be the hardest what if that we will attempt to do, right? But we're the only two that can actually attempt to do this. What say you, TW? Yep. And and it, it, I, you know what? This is going to be a little different. What if? Because I got more questions of like my first thought is he fell through the wall, right? That mm-hmm. probably wasn't planned. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sting and Davy Boy looked mortified when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was live. Yeah, Clash Champions. Yes. But my question is. When he came out with this fucking spray painted glitter stormtrooper helmet, calling uh-huh. himself the Shockmaster, he had a cape on, I think, and I don't even remember what he had on underneath that, like a wife beater and jeans or something. He had like um, blue jeans. He had a weird robe. He had a stormtrooper mask on, and of course, the voice of the Shockmaster was, was Oli Anderson. Yeah, like the Black Scorpion so, and everybody else. But here's my question: What's the question? Was was he never ever going to show what was underneath it? Like he was just going to keep that robe on and the helmet on? Like we we're supposed to think this is another Vader coming around? Because my very first thing is when he trips and falls and that helmet comes off, mm-hmm. there's no way he was wrestling with that helmet on. So was it always planned for him to be unmasked and be Uncle Fred? Or was he going to be Lat and still call himself the Shockmaster when everyone knew he was Tugboat slash Typhoon? It's a very interesting question and in the way you're presenting it to the professor here, TW. No doubt about this. This is why we're going to do this, what if, because I think now you actually went into a realm that I even think about. But, right. before, before, but before we even try to answer these questions, we have to acknowledge everything that messed up in that particular thing. So, again, from the stories that I've seen... And the story of Dusty Rhodes, because that's the most pertinent one that I remember vividly, because he said this on like a panel show with WWE. Remember this very vividly, TW. So we got to at least acknowledge this, right? That the Shockmaster's debut, the practice run of it before, you know, it went live, right, TW? Right. It went smoothly. He busted through a wall. He made his presence felt. And everybody felt happy with the way the practice run went through it. Now, Dusty Rhodes put a little humor into his story. So, again, I don't know this, but this is from Dusty Rhodes, daddy. But Dusty Rhodes has... Why you put your finger up there? That's Dusty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, why are you putting your finger? But anyway, neither here nor there. See, I get distracted on the videos, Reflection Nights, but neither here nor there. But that's, that's the beauty of people seeing this. If 8-Track Brown, the dirtiest of the city, gets off his <laughs> slow ass and uploads he's, the video. He's too busy telling me one day that he never called... Jade Green, and then the very next day calling her Green. 
Eh, again, neither here nor there. But <laughs> he's busy. Leave him alone. He, he's busy. But anyway, neither here nor there. But Dusty Rose's story from the panel show that I vividly remember TW said that he might have put a little humor into this, but he had a he had a conspirator. He named his conspirator that messed up the Shockmaster's debut. And that was David Crockett. David Crockett authorized a two by four board to be mounted on the bottom part of the wall. <laughs> so in essence, when the debut happened, TW, Shockmaster, AKA Uncle Fred, poor Uncle Fred. I just love when, Tita, when uh, Dusty Rose says poor Uncle Fred. But anyway, <laughs> the two by four was not there for Uncle Fred. He did not know about this. He just remembered from the practice run what to do, how to bust through the wall. No one told him. No stagehands told him. No, no studio assistants told him about this two by four. And David Crockett didn't tell him. He didn't tell Tugboat, um, you know, Uncle Fred. And he didn't tell Dusty. Because if he told Dusty, I think Dusty would have warned him. Step over with your foot. This way you don't bust your ass. But anyway, neither you know that. So he doesn't know anything. Uncle Fred goes into this blind. He just goes in remembering what he did on the practice <laughs> run reflection nights. So when the bomb hits and he goes through the wall, you see that he doesn't he lost his footing, hence where he busts his ass and drops to his face <laughs> on the floor. Now we can talk about everything in the background because I remember this vividly too. Because again, I'm in I'm in this is 93. I'm in, I'm a teenager here. This was funny shit. But you can hear Davy Boy say he busted his ass. You can hear Sid Vicious being pissed off that he busted his ass. You can hear a crackling laugh from Ole Anderson on the mic because he didn't expect it was going to happen. And, of course, Dusty Rose is in gorilla position. He had to take his headset off to keep to laugh his ass off. So poor Uncle Fred is trying to rebound this you know, this box TW, his helmet falls off. So now you got more visual funniness. The helmet falls off. He tries to, now he knows he's trying to look for the camera because he doesn't want his face to be seen. So he does two things. He tries to do this and he tries to grab for the helmet to protect his face and, you know, anonymity, right? <laughs> so he can put the helmet off. So now they try to go through the skit. Like nothing ever happened. So Ole Anderson, you know, regains a little bit of composure. He goes through his motions. He goes through his spiel. And you can see that there's a there's a problem with choreography because while Ole is speaking, Fred is pissed. Uncle Fred is pissed because you can tell he has the mask on, but he's trying to you know, like do his cues. He can't follow the cues of Ole Anderson because it's like if Ole is saying something, he's pointing and then he's like this. He's like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't I can't remember everything. And then when the laugh hit, he had like a second delay. Like Ole Anderson went ha, 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 ha. But then you see the Shockmaster wait for like a second or two. So when he's going ha, 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 he's like, he's like motionless. Then he's going like a laugh. So I'm giving <laughs> you the logistics here, TW, about everything. So I am going to watch this immediately when we're done here. I, I, I don't even remember any of this, right? Like I, I think a, it's clear it wasn't on purpose that he fell. Mm -hmm. uh, B, I, I'm probably going to piss myself watching this because if I didn't even catch all that stuff back then, I was 20 or almost 20 when that happened, uh, and wrestling. No, no, no. I started training in the end of 93, but, uh, so, but, but my, it still begs the question, 
Was he ever supposed to be serious? And if he was, doesn't it come across like they're like, hey, man, what should we do here? We're going live in a couple minutes. And then they went, uh-huh. here, grab this helmet and this cape, and we'll just build something off of it down the road. But tonight, this is what you're going to wear. Because there's no way that was the end look for when he actually got out there and wrestled. Again, it, it's a hard question to answer because, again, this was supposed to be the mystery partner of Sting, right. British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, and Dustin Rhodes to go into war games. So Fred Oppen, Uncle Fred, poor Uncle Fred, was coming into this with a rocket ship, up, with, with a rocket ship booster up his ass. So he's being like force fed into the main event scene, TW. So he has to be taken seriously. So now with the logistics out of the way, you know, I'll try to answer your question maybe a little bit later. But now let's get into like, TW, we have to now scale back the visuals. We got to get rid because right now the reason that we, the only way this will work, reflection us, and again, like, this is the hardest what if that we're ever going to do. But again, I'm not afraid to try. But will you, Reflectionites, the Magnificent Seven, the Elite Eight, the 99, the Terrific Ten, you have got to erase, like men in black, you have got to erase the memory. And you too, TW, you got to erase the memory of the Shockmaster. You got to erase the memory of the, the Stormtrooper mask. You got to erase the memory of the, the horrible robe and the blue jeans and all this stuff, TW. So let's remember Fred Ottman for what he was before that. You remember him as Tugboat Thomas in 1990. And he came in with a rocket ship up his butt, too. Hogan's best buddy. He was Hogan's best buddy. The man that was, you know, you know, guiding all the Hulkamaniacs to send their love and their prayers for Hulk Hogan. And he was the ultimate cheerleader to get him back to fight the earthquake, right? And then he gets a, a chance to branch out to become Typhoon with a very underrated tag team, untapped potential tag team, former tag team champions, the natural disaster. So TW, with that being said, now let's just go into the what ifs. Not about what you would have done here, but now you know that kind of hyperbole that I'm trying to say. In in this in the sense of the presentation for the for the Shockmaster to you know to make that you know booming debut for Clash of Champions, you have images from his ninth from his WWF days. You could say you could cherry pick if you want to continue the tugboat image or. Like they did with saving, let's say, you remember Earthquake? John Tenta's, uh, he a got shark. a second, he got, he got a second run in WCW, but not, not Shark. He wasn't the Shark first. His first name in WCW was Avalanche. Yeah. So they made his, his debut at least, uh, let's say, passable. But at least you could use. Oh, that's Earthquake. That was Earthquake from from WWE. He became Avalanche. You could which actually was awesome. Which was which awesome. Was, which was passable. The shark and you was could actually brutal. believable. Yeah. So I'm asking you, knowing knowing that and knowing where I'm going with this, right? How would you have presented him in your lives? Would you have tried to accentuate the tugboat gimmick, or would you have just changed the natural disaster gimmick? You know, you can't call yourself Typhoon because that's trademarked by WWE. So you could call yourself maybe Tsunami or something, some other shit like that. What's ATW with that? First kind of assessment. Let's we're trying here the, again. Reflections. We're not going to hurricane. He could have been the hurricane before the hurricane because, but here's okay. here's what I think. Here's mm-hmm. my what if. If he doesn't blunder through the wall, right? right? Which 
poor guy. It's obviously not his fault. It wasn't he was being a putz, which I didn't know about that two by four until today, right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and I think '93 is when Sean wrestled Vader in your house, or like somewhere around there. That's, that's '96. You're talking about Sting versus uh, Vader. So, so Vader is still in WCW '93. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. because this is what it sounds like to me: the Shockmaster, the robe, the helmet. To me. It feels like they're making another Vader. I okay. I would assume with that helmet, the, the intent was he was going to have a mask when he finally did wrestle. Like he'd take the helmet off and have a mask underneath it. They just didn't have it ready yet. Like I said, the whole thing feels like it's on the seat of their pants and just flying by. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he fell, once everyone laughed, for whatever reason, their go-to move was it was there. It was all a rib. And it was all meant to be fun and games all along, and he became a comedy act and just dead in the water, right? Um, okay. But to go back, I would like to say this about the guy. I didn't give a shit about Typhoon. I'm, I'm sorry, Tugboat. Um, mm-hmm. by, by, by the time he's Tugboat, I'm a little older. I'm into the cool bad guys. I'm into the uh, bad guys way more than I'm into the good guys. And he, he just was, he was hokey to me. However, the second he turns on Hogan and becomes Typhoon, to me, it's it's one of the all-time greatest. Can I can I, can I correct you for a second? He yeah. didn't betray Hogan. He betrayed the Bushwhackers. He never associated with Hogan. However, after that. He, he was mm-hmm. Hogan's buddy. Well, Hogan's mm-hmm. probably gone by night. Well, no, ninety-three. Hogan's. Dead. I, I don't know when he became Typhoon, but ninety-one. My point is, it, it's I I think it's one of the greatest. It's up there with with Crush becoming uh, what the hell would they call it? Wrath and and uh, what Adam Bomb Adam Bomb and Crush were a tag team. Chronic. Chronic. What, what was his name? Wrath and what and Brian were? Adams. Oh, he didn't have a gimmick name. No. Oh, it's no, Brian Clark did. and Brian Adams. That's right. Yeah. Brian Clark was Wrath, and then he became just Brian Clark. Mm-hmm. That. Especially like Crush and Demolition, great way to start. Everything after that was just garbage, right? The cartoon Crush, Kona mm-hmm. Crush, uh, the the fucking Street Gang, Prison X Con Crush, and then when he goes to WCW, a lot of times when guys go to WCW and get reinvented, it's garbage, beefcake, Uncle Fred. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's just you never get the lightning in the bottle again. Brian Clark was one who did. Uh, and Brian Adams, uh, but but tugboat becoming typhoon to me made him instant, instantly credible. Like I, I was afraid. I obviously wasn't afraid of him, but you know what I mean. I, I was like, you could, take, you could take you could take typhoon seriously Serious. more than tug, as a threat. Tugboat, yeah. Whereas tugboat was just he was hillbilly Jim in a fucking cracker jack suit, right? So. Okay. I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't into it. I really wasn't ever in the hillbilly gym. I liked him because I was supposed to, but I was never running around with no hillbilly gym merch. Mm-hmm. Typhoon and Earthquake, for whatever reason, I never liked him. He was garbage until he became Earthquake and Typhoon, the natural disasters, where they had that red, white, and black kind of gear that matched and everything. That's when he became like, oh, these guys are pretty actually, they're actually pretty cool. You said it best. Very underrated tag team. Uh, was it Demolition that beat them for the belts? Uh, no, I think it was Money Inc. Money Inc. And who did they win the belts from? Strike Force? No, I'm, Demolition Ro- did that. The Road Warriors. Your history is way off. Oh, well, bro, I was wrestling by then. I, <sighs> or no, no, I wasn't. Not 91. But anyway, my point is, I think 
if he doesn't go through that wall, he's not the laughing stock. I think if, if they did go with a Vader like character and he took the helmet off and had some kind of mask underneath it, because I, I think by this point, Shark and Avalanche have been there for a while, right? He went there no. first. He came no. after? No, he came before that. That's right. Uh, no, no, no. Avalanche came after Uncle Fred? Yeah. I, I really fucking got my shit out. But I know that. But I, I don't think I don't think they were trying to capitalize on it. And and but but the the just man, what what if someone better was booking WCW? That had you just said it's Oli. It, it has to be Oli's doing or Kevin Sullivan's. This this whole thing is so Oz. It's so du- dusty, severe. Dusty took credit for the Shockmaster debut, so this was. But a dusty if he thing. was trying to make him Vader, like it's oh. good. Whoever, if it was Dusty who changed directions and made it a comedy, it's it just it was oh. it's a fail. It's an okay, epic if fail. if we go with what you're saying about trying to recreate the the Japanese persona of Vader, because you're talking about the mass that blows like smoke out of his right. head and he had the, the the shoulder pads that's below smoke there that's that was intriguing number one vader kind of stopped doing that so right. if you wanted to recreate that right. then you you totally had to get rid of the stormtrooper thing oh, nice. I, you I had can't to, believe you had to, to get you had to give first of all you had to get rid of that so this way i could take you seriously so if you was going to go with the japanese moniker if you wanted to try to create a different thing you could I mean, WCW had a budget to kind of recreate that, but then I, I think... I don't think that shit was laying around in the back, and they're like, just throw this on. Well, probably that, but I think if you want to recreate that Vader image from Japan, you really have to, like, talk to Vader, right? You know, get some point, pointers from Vader, say, you know, what what kind of, like, you know, mythical legend from Japan that I could do something like that and who, give you... Who the- are the opponents in the war game? Obviously, Sid and Vader. I'm an idiot. Vader was the other reason that they Yeah. God. Sid, Vader, and Harlem Heat. That was uh, Harlem Heat was in on that? Yeah, Harlem Heat was in man. on that too. I must have you really were. stopped watching WCW, man. I, I remember that shit happening. I just don't remember the matches. Was that we, match wasn't that night, was it? No, it was a it was a fall brawl. It was yeah, fall, wasn't fall a flare for the gold when he came out or one of the like talk shows. Yeah, it was a flare for the gold. At least you got heart, you got half of it. But anyway, yeah. you know that. But <laughs> Let me go back to what I was trying to say with at least one scenario that we could try to rebook Reflection Nights. If you was going to give a presentation with a mask, you should have talked with Vader, right? You should have talked with Vader with the way he had his mask being like decorated and, and built for him. I'm not saying to make it a carbon copy, but at least let Vader and Fred Oppmann at least kind of have a powwow TW to say, what kind of mask can I make, you know, very intimidating? What kind of mask that, because all in all, it's to get Vader to at least not be afraid of somebody, but to say, oh shit, he's, he's my size. He can right. take me. He, he was an equalizer. Why? Yeah. Why would I be afraid of a guy in a stormtrooper mask when it that should be more cape. and a cape when it should be more of an intimidating mask where Vader can like, not be totally afraid, T.W., but you get what I'm saying. Just take a step back and kind of like regroup with Harley Race and all that stuff. What say you about that assessment? A different kind of mass, a different kind of presentation. He should have, like, I think it was to bring in someone who was an intimidator. I, I think long term, I think it would have been for him to turn. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that's a better bad guy than a good guy if you're going to have him like that. And that helmet, the Vader, I used to call him the juggernaut because he reminded mm-hmm. me of juggernaut from the comic books. That yeah. motherfucking thing he wore, it looked like 
Brand Man's helmet on the Road Warrior spikes, and it looked like it weighed 150 pounds. And it was sometimes he would carry it out with one hand like a puppet. And oh. I just remember the first time I saw Vader, I thought, holy shit, man, this guy's like, and I think I'd read about him in the magazine. So I was like, this guy's badass. But again, call me a body shamer. He was never going to be anybody I was into, even though he looked cool. Just those big dudes like that. Never. I, I mean, even Stan Hansen, who had a like pretty good build. He just was giant, you know, mm -hmm. like beer gut, that kind of stuff. But he still was like, had that look. But I just wasn't into that stuff. Like, I guess... I was more into the pretty boys like you and the DMs. But like I like guys yeah, right. that look like they take your girlfriend, not the guys who would slap your girlfriend to take you. So, um, but the second I saw that helmet and cape, I was like, what the fuck? And then he fell. And then you're just like, what? Well, Vader never fell when you're talking no, about Vader. Talking Vader. About Shockmaster. Oh. oh, okay. Which I, I love the name. And I, I felt like it was Shock Trooper. That's kind of what he's coming out. Like Storm, you can't call him Storm Trooper. You can't call him Shock Trooper. I don't even know if Shock Troopers were out yet. Um, they could have been in the cartoons. But but I don't even know how they got away with bringing that helmet on camera other than they spray painted it silver glitter. Because mm -hmm. you do know, a little fun fact for you, on Halloween, you mentioned uh, October being Halloween month. Do you, you do know who Michael Myers is, right? The mask? Uh, I think it's... Uh... Captain Kirk's head inside out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like an inside out Captain Kirk man. Mm -hmm. That's why it's white, and uh, because they couldn't put the actual Captain Kirk mask on, right? Mm -hmm. I never noticed it. Now you can't unsee it. You look at it. Ironically enough, it looks to me like Chris Pine, who's Captain Kirk in the prequels. So, mm -hmm. but that mask looks like him. But the the whole it's like I said, it was destined to fail. It's almost like karma made him trip through that fucking wall. I, I, I get, I get, I get you what you're saying. Destined to fit. I understand that, but we're trying to save poor Uncle Fred. We right. gotta save him. But this I'm is saying, our mission to if save you don't poor have Uncle that Fred. fucking helmet and cape on, if you actually took time to produce this segment, it, it's it's even more disappointing to know they practiced this shit first mm -hmm. and didn't think. <laughs> Yeah, that whole fucking Stormtrooper helmet and the and the Snuggie kind of looks weird. Let's let's wait. Let's get him a cooler outfit and then do it. You know? Yeah. Like, do you remember when Giant Gonzalez came? Yeah, and he had the they fur. They had that 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 the, it was the night the Sting got hurt climbing the thing and busted his patella on the side of the cage. After that, on 2020, Connie Chung did a story on WCW. Oh, you talking about? Oh, you talking about the the gold the the gray shit that he looked like a yeah. They showed that they were making him like a a, a Roman warrior, but a giant, mm -hmm. and they had different concepts. And it was, I can't Sub Zero maybe uh was was Glacier around the same time as Giant Gonzalez? No. What what was Giant Gonzalez's name there? Eligante. Eligante. So, but they had they had different sketches because it was two guys they showed. They showed Eligante and they showed another guy. But look mm -hmm. at all the effort they put into that guy. They even had an expose on him before Cape was, was dead. Was, and then this dude comes investment. out in the stormtrooper helmet and the cape. It was a big investment for Eligante. But you know, you and I agree to a degree that the the, the presentation with the mass is one thing. It had to be changed. It had to be original. And again, a powwow with Vader, you have to at least have, have it with him. Not that, and you said something very interesting because you said um, Ram Man, what, what was it, Juggernaut from the Spider Man comics? Yeah. That would have worked if you put him there and then kind of like, you know, again, 
we understand the logistics and the copyright infringement things, Marvel would have sued. And by the way, Reflectionites, for the videos, I'm shining bright like a diamond again. But, you know, God loves me. God <laughs> is trying to bless this what if. And then need to hear know that. But, you know, again, the juggernaut thing, because I'm now looking at it visually. If you put the juggernaut, you would still see Fr Uncle Fred's face a little bit. But I don't care because you, he has that mullet in the back. Kind of helps it a little bit. He had you could give him the, the like the elegante kind of gear, but then change it. If the if the helmet is black, what color would you want the helmet? Black, brown, I like silver. I like the silver. No, that'd be more ridiculous. I think it would have to be black and very serious. Yeah, and they they should have. I mean, this maybe is with some side, maybe with some silver, like maybe Raiders. black with silver linings, but then the bodysuit has got the cover too. So this way I can look at it. I was like, okay, you're giving Uncle Fred a good serious look. And again, Reflection Nights, it goes to my booking because, again, I'm trying to save Uncle Fred a little bit. This is not like no we're five years. Shockmaster. We're, we're not we're saving Uncle Fred. No, we're saving both. We're saving Uncle Fred first. First and foremost, we're saving the Uncle person. Fred. We're saving Uncle Fred's career for, for WCW because it didn't last but more than maybe about three or three to six months tops. But anyway, neither here nor there. But I like what you're saying with the juggernaut thing, because I think the helmet there, you see his face a little bit. He's got already the mullet. So, again, you know, it is what it is. And I think a black with maybe gray silver linings just to put it over, it might look ridiculous and hokey reflectionized. Don't get me wrong. But at least it would fit his body type. Again, he, he would have an identifiable thing. And it wouldn't thing. fall off that it wouldn't, And it wouldn't fall off. His helmet would actually have been pressed in there. It would have been... Now, if he fell on his face as a juggernaut, then I can't take you serious. But again, he comes through the wall as the juggernaut because, again, juggernaut in the comics. Oh, you know what? Like he didn't have a cape. I was, I'm picturing cut. He had that fucking black fur, fucking no, it's armless. A fur, but we're not. But again, we're giving the new look. The new right. look. No, no, no. Of the I'm, I'm saying I've been picturing him with the cape. It was that black fur, yeah. like Fred Flintstone fucking shirt. What, whatever. But let's just go with the. Let's say the black juggernaut with the silver lining helmet. Maybe a, a body, not a bodysuit, but like a body covering, just like the Juggernaut had. So this way he looks a little bit more serious when he busts through the wall. Because, again, it reminds me of the Spider-Man comics, T.W., of the Juggernaut. He busts through walls and all that shit. So he looks intimidating. He looks devastating. All that stuff. So that's one kind of scenario. Here's my pro Here's another way to save Uncle Fred. And I think it, it's kind of weird because, again, it goes with, yeah, the, it's black fur. That's why it does just doesn't fit because it just looks like it's low rent. It's like, it's like no effort. Two black life jackets. Right. Like so your arm. We got one scenario reflection. So I feel a little bit comfortable with that. But now we're going to change it again because there's another scenario too. TW. Now I don't like you've always said with WWE. You know, having all these writers and how Vince McMahon micromanages a lot of shit. Yes, I get that. We got the we got the stormtrooper helmet. We got the black fur. But stay with me, TW, because you're no, multitasking. I'm falling through the fucking wall. I don't know where to push. No, no, no. I know that. But sometimes you're multitasking. You forget what I'm going to say, and then you're going right. to actually repeat the question. So again, here's the problem with again. Remember how you say that Vince McMahon and there's WWE writers. They micromanage and remind you to like say certain things and get certain things out. And in WCW. NWA with Dusty Rose days, they give you a bullet point, and sometimes you just ad lib off the top of your head. I tend, to, you know, if if Shockmaster was supposed to be the name, 
And Sting and Davy Boy was going to say this this mystery partner is going to shock the world, right? You know, that's that's a bullet point that sucks. That's a line. That's a that's a that's a writer that should be fired or Dusty Rhodes. That's a cheesy line. Even yeah. Vince McMahon would not have said that. Now, if you ad lib the name Shockmaster and shock the world, then. That's that I would blame Sting and Davy Boy Smith, but I have to blame Dusty Rhodes. I have to blame, you know, him trying to remind people that the name Shockmaster sucks. So you're already giving Uncle Fred already a minus with the name. I would I'm not too keen on the Shockmaster name. Are you keen on the Shockmaster name? Or for, from what I like, the, I like, like the it. Shockmaster name. I did not I did not like the Shockmaster name. I think it put too much emphasis on the person coming out because then you put Uncle Fred at a disadvantage because, again, we're at the age, TW, where, you know, the Wrestling Observer is getting is gaining traction. You know, people are getting, you know, getting a little bit hip to the business. And you and I see both WCW and WWE television, right, TW? So if I know the body type and I know that's Typhoon, right, that and, and, and Sting and Davey Boy is saying shock the world. Uncle Fred is not shocking the world, T.W. Uncle Fr Uncle Fred is not going to put asses in seats. No disrespect to Uncle Fred, Reflectionites, but he's not main event material right there. So I think the name just kind of sucks there. So if you add it, T.W., that's why I said if you're going to go with the typhoon thing, this is where it works for me. If you have the typhoon look, right, T.W., you change his name to Tsunami. You change his name to Hurricane. You change his name to Tornado. Avalanche. Something like that. You could have used Avalanche. Well, you could have. Well, you know, you could have used the Avalanche. Yeah, I'll go with that too. But at least then, and this is where it goes with me. He has, you know, he has the bodysuit that you could put. You know, it's easy stuff. It's easy trademark, trademarkable, and all that stuff. Number two, I wouldn't have him bust through the wall. I would have him come through the back. Where the open setting is, where he's just coming in with maybe Fifi and stuff like that. At least then, it's something simple. He could look intimidating, and you know, Sid could look to his right instead of look straight at the wall. He'd be like, "Oh, who is this guy? Who's this coming in?" He, you know, and then you protect Uncle Fred and let him speak if you want him to speak. But you should let him speak because you know he has a great graspy voice. That he can actually talk on his own and all this bullshit and all that stuff. So it kind of saves him a little bit that at least if you call him typhoon, I'm not typhoon, if you call him tsunami, avalanche, hurricane, all that stuff, oh shit, a natural disaster is coming. So what's ATW about that? Not bust through the wall. Come you saw the flare for the gold set. So you could actually come around. There's an opening in the back. Come with the girls or whatever. You know, Rick Flair could play along with this. He could save it too. You know, you he, he, he had people that could save this shit. Rick Flair has Fifi and the girls bring him in and all that stuff. It's actually it's more passable to me. Let's say UTW about that scenario. I think I understand what you're saying about Shockmaster and Shock the World. I don't, I don't, that's not how I view the name. I just think Shockmaster is like badass. But that's what it's villain. that's what it's that's what they said, right. and that's what yeah, you they have to do. they they set him up with the line. I don't think the name was bad. I just think the way they got cheesy with it ruined the name, right? But mm -hmm. I I promise you, Fred himself. And every other person in the locker room or aspiring to be a pro wrestler or someone who already is would choose the name Shockmaster over Uncle Fred 100 out of 100 times. Well, they ain't call him. That was the that was the boys in the bag. That was Dusty. That's what his name was backstage. OK, I'm just right. saying Uncle Fred because we give him, but I give him love I, to Uncle Fred. 
I think calling him the shock master, saying he's going to shock the world, having him bust through the wall, and then, again, through fate, through karma, call it what you want. When his helmet came off and everyone saw him, and everyone that knew who he was knew him, yeah. mm-hmm. was not shocked at all. No, he right. didn't. And and then I bet you there were people there who had no idea who he was, who don't watch WWE because they're strictly Southern wrestling people. No, I would I disagree. I think we were all in that in that. No, we do we on TV. Both. I meant yeah. in the building. The I would say in think. the building too. Whether they would re- uh, reciprocate that that love or affection or for care. Him. Right or, or care. care, that's different. But they knew who. But he I'm was. saying there's some kids in that audience. There's some old people in that audience who only watch WCW, who would mm-hmm. have had no clue who that guy was. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Cumble and Bumpkins probably been like, Is "That the guy that just did my oil change? He right down no, the street." I, but I understand where you're going with this. But I'm giving you an idea of the alternate. Again, I'm right. giving you the no. different names. But Having I say coming else through would this have been way. Just right. to have him walk out and be. It almost feels like, forget Van Vader, it was like he was Vader. He was supposed to be come out there intimidating, like mm-hmm. he's pointing at people, he's talking. Like, it almost would have been better for him not to talk and for ha- him to have had someone walk out with him to do the talking for him. But but again, the the the, the presentation, that fucking helmet, that first sleeveless thing, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was supposed to be badass, but it wasn't. And had what if they would have gave him 15 minutes at least to come up with an outfit that wasn't just two things laying in the back on a crate? It would Again. it would have been it would have been so cool. And then have Ric Flair be like, "Whoa, who's this big dude?" Because he was a big guy, but he didn't look like he sat around eating all day. He looked like he was like a power lifter, not who, by mm-hmm. the way, sat around eating. But he at least had been inside of a gym. So the guy had he had like a Ted R C D where are they now body? Like I don't just power lift anymore. I, I eat too. But but he he had an intimidating look. An intimidating remember, look. remember, if you didn't remember this, Dusty Rhodes had high regards for Uncle Fred because Uncle Fred was his biggest opponent in championship wrestling from Florida in nineteen eighty nine before Dusty Rhodes Did jumped. Not know and defeated Dusty Rhodes for the championship from Wrestling Florida Heavyweight Championship, you know, with with Dusty Rhodes trying to like re reinvigorate that territory again. But again, money problems. I don't want to get into that logistics. But Dusty Rhodes has an affinity for Uncle Fred for a reason. That's why he put him into this position here. So again, I know you're talking about the mask. I'm just giving you my like suggestion that what would your suggestion be instead of the thing? That's why I'm saying my suggestion is. The, t- the tsunami, the avalanche, the hurricane coming through the different way. What would be your first way of trying to, you know, change the package of Uncle Fred for in t- TW's of first and mind? foremost? I wouldn't have had him come out on a flare for the gold. I would, I would, I would have had Sting and Davy Boy getting their ass whooped by Sid, uh, Harlem Heat, and and Vader, and mm-hmm. I would have had him come out and make the save. It, you know, okay, maybe even Dustin's out there. They, they didn't do that. Dustin wasn't right. there. It was just Sting and, and no, no, Bulldog no. at that time. In my mm-hmm. scenario, Dustin, okay. Sting, and Davy Boy are outnumbered four to one. Plus, isn't Robert Parker with Vader or somebody's with Vader back then? Robert um, Parker, I think they were trying to do the. He was with Sid, and then Harley was with Vader. Okay, so do you have Robert Parker? All of them just outnumber him, and then you have this big dude come out. And you know what? At this point. Don't put a mask on him. Let, let people know. Because here's here's the other thing. Dusty likes mm-hmm. him, but 
he comes with the Hulk Hogan seal of approval. Even though he's a heel when he's leaving WCW or WWE, he -hmm. still was Hulk Hogan's guy. So there's some credibility there that, well, that's they could say that's Hulk's best friend or whatever. I don't know if they'd say Hulk back then because he wasn't there yet. But Sting Sting was Hulk Hogan, so that would have been his kind of best friend coming in to save the day. So there is some kind of correlation with the, yeah. the, the Hulk Hogan factor with the but I wouldn't have done it on the fucking Johnny Carson knockoff show but that, 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 that too oh you know what that. you would do the flare for the goal reflection this is the way I would do it you do the flare for the goal in the ring yeah where you know then you have like a war games preview and of course it'd be four on two as TW would be saying and again Flair's trying to be the mediator, saying, let's not fight with each other. Let's keep talking. Let's keep it civil and all that stuff. He's trying to do his best to keep it civil. But again, you know, talking and jabbing back and forth and all that shit. And Uncle Fred comes through the curtain where it should be natural and all that stuff. He wouldn't fall. Hopefully, he wouldn't bust his ass, Reflectionites, running to the ring. So we're trying to give you that, that, that savior right there. But it would work in that instance, TW, that he would come in from the ringside. So that's actually way better than, you know, maybe just coming through the, the back. So I'll give, I give you with that right there. So what's the with that? Put or, it in the ring. Or, or what? Mm-hmm. You have you have Davy Boy, Sting, and Dustin in there, and they're mm-hmm. struggling to find a partner. They don't even know who their partner's going to be. And maybe, okay. maybe Fred's in the audience the whole night, and they keep panning, showing them, you know, randomly, not bringing attention just he's on camera and then when the four of them beat up the three of them maybe he hops the rail gets in the ring and evens up the odds and becomes so you want to read you want to re, well you've always said they kind of recreate certain things you want to recreate the hillbilly gym angle where he comes out from the crowd how, i didn't even know that's how he got there but that's perfect yeah, hillbilly gym was quote unquote a fan of hulk hogan gym. who came over the railing as a fan perfect. and helped Perfect. Hulk Hogan against Stud and Bundy, if I remember correctly. So if you recreate that wheel, I get, I, I would go with that. But then he would have to be in his like overalls. He would have to be right. that truck driver, construction worker. Come out in jeans and a fucking sweater vest. <laughs> not, not with that first shit on, because it would make right. no sense. So you have to have some kind of overalls or look like a truck Dressing driver. Dressing like with- Scotty Riggs, jean, black denim jeans, boots, and a leather vest. Straight out of your DMs. No, no, with a bow tie and no shirt. Yeah. You know, he could just he could just sit like that. <laughs> Drinking wine. You know what? Again, the, the fan aspect actually I think would work better for Uncle Fred because then, like you said, he wouldn't talk. He would save the day. And then you could have Doug Dillinger, head of security, try to stop him. Well, try to hold him down. But then he, you know, he shows off, let's say, his anger. He shows off his his hot temperedness. So you can plant the seeds of the heel turn, like like I'm going to try to explain reflectionites, but you, you plant that kind of seed that he's very like he, you can't control him, but only Sting and maybe Davy Boy and Dustin Rose can be can control him to a certain degree, and kind of like giving him the seal of approval, like he helped save my ass from getting jumped, right, TW? So we could do that. So let's say you about that scenario because you could with, you could have him go to commercial after he gets in the ring and play it off like it is a fan, and like we'll be back. And then when it comes back, sorry, guys, we cleared that away. And then when they try to move on, they go, hold on, there's something going on in the back. And it could be mm-hmm. him. They're trying to throw him out and Sting and, and Dustin and Davey Boy come in and go, no, 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 no. Leave him alone. We we want him. And then someone could say, that's blah, 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 whatever his mm-hmm. name was in Florida Championship Wrestling. Just call him that. 
Just say that's his blah 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 from Florida Championship Wrestling. His name in Florida Championship Wrestling was Big Steel Man, if I remember correctly. That's but right. again, it might be worse than Uncle Fred. <laughs> man, you're a hard man to please, man. You're a hard man to convince here. But just again, call him Big Steel. Shit, that's better. That's better than Big Steel Man. Okay, well, Big Steel works. You know, again, you got to trademark a name. So, you know, Big Steel Man, oh, Uncle Fred owns Big Steel Man, but then Big Steel is WCW trademark IP property. So, again, we're trying to save Uncle Fred here with this scenario. So, the reason I, I say what, what I said, TW, about him being uncontrollable to a degree is where I'm going with this. With him successfully saving team staying and Davy boy and Dustin Rose to get to the, to the war games today. Cause now we got to at least push it out. We already did the debut, but here's my, here's my payoff to a degree. We know that his look, right? TW, he can't be a good guy. It, it'd be like the hillbilly gym factor because you're six foot 10. Well, hillbilly is six foot 10, but he was not intimidating. He was not a badass. He just looked too He's like a he's like a he's like a liberal reflectionized. He's just too pussified. You know, that's why you need the conservatives, the warmongering conservatives to, you know, protect you. That, again, it's true. I'm not, I'm not mistaken that. So with Uncle Fred looking like a badass in our scenario. Now, here's where I would I'm using my, you know, the tsunami and typhoon and hurricane thing. So, T.W., we work our way into the war games, you know. With all the promos leading up to War Games, there probably would be like maybe two or three Saturday nights main events, right? So you're going to have to do a promo to show maybe Uncle Fred's uncontrollable rage to a degree. Because he inter with your scenario, he, he raged out to save them. But again, you know, you push out the security. You push out the, re the referees. So in essence, only the, the good guys like Sting and Davey Boy can control him to a degree. Now you get into uncontrollable, like you get into that environment of war games. This is this is where it comes to me. The only way it would work for Uncle Fred to at least give him maybe a, a year run or maybe a nine month run and a program with either Sting or well, David Boy kind of like leaves a little bit later. So I guess it would go with Sting and Dustin Rhodes. So the only way it would work with the type with the tsunami and the hurricane or the, or the avalanche, he would be the, av the first avalanche. Would be when he gets into the to the war games, you know it's a ruse. You know it was a plan by Robert Parker. It was a plan by Harley Race. He comes in. And he's what he'd be the he'd be the cleaner, right? He'd be the fourth man in to you know get the the you know get the fans going riled up. But then he comes and decimates. Well, the easiest person to decimate would be Dustin Rose because he could take. He could take an ass whipping and then you feel sympathy more towards him. Or you could take the sympathy towards Sting because he is your hero. But Colonel Rob Parker pays him. You know, it was all a ruse. And now you got another guy to, you know, another antagonizer to go after Sting and Dustin Rhodes and, and your favorite baby faces. And you could work into Starcade. You could work into maybe, you know, Super Bowl of, of, 90, of 94. Maybe again, give Fred maybe a not maybe a year run before Hulk Hogan comes in and all that stuff. So what say you, TW? Because that's the only scenario that would protect Fred from his debut without falling to give him purpose into war games. And then you know you can do whatever after that. What say you, TW? Or do you have a different scenario? I like you just the way you worded that makes it even better for him to come out of the audience and then mm -hmm. have 
staying in Vader or staying in Bulldog and Dustin go, no, no, we want him. Hey, man, are you willing to wrestle? We want you to be our fourth. And then he joins that way. They don't press charges. Someone says, we'll pay your fine for getting in the ring. That way you tell these idiots not to jump in the ring because they're going to think they jump in the ring. They're going to be the new partner. Um, Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to sell that he's still in trouble, but they're going to pay the fine for him. Um, And then uh, when and that's perfect for him to be the fourth guy in. Because it looks like he's dying to get his hands on them. They're dying for him to get in there because they want revenge for him coming in there and saving Sting and Bulldog. And then as soon as he gets in there, he just whoops everybody on his team. And you could have done the finger poke of doom there and have him pinned for that the other team wins. Like make some stakes involved Mm -hmm. and then him either get put in a arm bar and goes i quit i quit you know just just to make people even angrier that they officially lost the match because this guy just tapped out and now sting and and davy boy and dustin are suspended for 30 days or or whatever you, you mean on the shelf dogs. you mean on the shelf for 30 days because uncle fred decimates them in the cage that, too. that, that, too. that, that way it would work and i wouldn't put uncle fred to, to take an arm bar or a headlock and say i give up I would just, you know, again, Dustin Rhodes would be the perfect taxi to, you know, be decimated. You put a Boston crab on them. Right, and but what just- I'm saying is, is if you make it high stakes, like nobody mm-hmm. wants to lose this match. And then right. Uncle Fred goes in there and they're like, oh, we're going to win it now. And then he like the screw drop. He I gets, don't, re- I just don't do remember. something simple that, you know, oh. isn't painful. And he mm-hmm. taps out. And now the bad guys have control of WCW or control of Davy Boy Sting and Dustin's career. Oh, OK. So you're you're trying to add you want to add stakes into this world. Right. And then none remember, of those I don't remember them adding the loss. I don't remember them adding stakes to this. No, I think I I'm think saying just I would add stakes to it. Okay, okay. And then gotcha. those okay. three guys don't take the loss, mm-hmm. which makes it more infuriating to the fans because Sting, Davey Boy, and Dustin didn't quit. They didn't mm-hmm. get pinned. Uncle Fred went, Oh, I quit, I quit, and they officially lose. And now there's stakes. And then you have a rematch where they win their shit back, you know, and they have a better fourth partner, Earthquake. Okay. Yours, yours, yours is one thing. The thing is, I want it to be a present. You know, I think you and I have different goals to get to Starcade. You're, I understand what your stakes. I actually, I would add the stakes with it, but I wouldn't want Uncle Fred to decimate all of them. And he can still decimate them all. And as soon as he's done beating them, he gets put in an arm bar and taps out. It's who, safe sting. Who, who, you want, who, you want, who you want to put the armbar on him? Vader? Fucking Sid. I don't care. Vader. Have <laughs> Colonel just, Robert Parker put him in a full Nelson and he goes, I quit. Well, I, quit. I, I think just make I think, it absolutely I, unbelievable that he quit and I, know that it was on purpose and they had to plant the mold. No, no, the reason I'm asking for this is do you want the, him to decimate them first? Yes. Or? Yes. See, no, come. because then I'd rather him de- I'd rather him tap out first. Then look despondent, look oh, bewildered. Yeah. Then he decimates them and make right. it a five That's on three. That's that, that. See, you and I, we were we're right there. It's like Republicans and Democrats. I just we, I don't want Sting, Bulldog, or Dustin to take the loss. They're no, gonna no, lose I, as a team. No, no, no I fully you understand. could you could do the finger pointing. Like he could get in there and face off with Vader, and mm-hmm. as soon as Vader puts him in, it, I mean, you got to build some heat up. And that's why he comes in hot. And as soon as they do one thing to him, he goes, he taps out and everyone's like, huh? And then he turns and then they beat the shit out of the other three guys. And that's yeah. how you, you're tipped off to, he, right. what? he was a plant. 
No, no, that, that, that's why I'm saying because now I he's said, instantly the most hated guy there. That that's what I mean. But I'm just saying that the we're we, we want the same outcome to get to Starcade for a reason. I'm just saying that the finger poker doom could work. I just want them. I just want Sting, Bulldog, and Dustin to be like pissed off or bewildered or shocked first. Then Uncle Fred gives him that that typhoon smile like he has. He has that demented smile and look. And then he he beats the shit out of him along with uh Vader, along with Sid Vicious, along with Harlem He, and then you know heels go over strong. That's the way it would work, Reflectionize, because then we save Uncle Fred again for a couple of months. That's the way it would work. I can only book this for a year, <laughs> Reflectionize. I can't save Uncle Fred's career, but I think Uncle Fred would take this because the end result of doing the heel turn in War Games, Reflectionize, if he didn't bust his ass. Is he would have got a main, not a main event spot, but he would have got one of the top billings of Starcade '93, probably against Sting or, or Bulldog. Didn't like because he kind of like had like ins and outs with WCW at that time. So I'm trying to let's just say Bulldog was on, you know, had a good business relationship with WCW until Starcade. That's the only way it would work. So at least you could add a Bulldog versus Uncle Fred in a, you know, in a hot, highly contested, you know match for no reason you know to get so the bulldog could go over strong and get his revenge you know what i'm saying tw yeah. so how would you book uncle fred i guess what would what would you have what would your payoff for, would be for uncle fred i know you 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 want the heroes to get their payoff what would be the payoff for uncle fred to have the high main event caliber what event would how how long would you book uncle fred's let's say momentum until the payoff for the heroes well, whatever the stakes are, it's either got to be those three guys can't challenge for titles for six months or, you know, something that they got taken away. And mm -hmm. you got to make it sound like not don't say ever because that's, you know, stupid because we all know right. eventually you're going to get a title shot. But if you make it a year, one year, but then you build it up and then finally Starcade is Sting versus versus Uncle Fred. Mm -hmm. And if Sting wins, he gets all their title opportunities back. If he loses, he's gone. Like gone, not whatever, and and then he wins it back. And but you do, or you do, or, or I understand the title thing, but maybe career versus career might have made more sense. You know, my if career. If you're writing them off, but I thought we were trying yeah. to make him a viable heel for when. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, the, the, but again, the title thing it would be kind of weird. I don't it doesn't know. have to be title. It it could okay. be fucking. Like, or the, or, like, the, or dude, one of my of favorite things ever. It's Jimmy Garvin working on the fucking Von Erich Ranch because he lost. That shit was gold. Have a mm -hmm. babyface version of that. Like Uncle Fred owns a fucking crab shack and Sting Bulldog and Dustin <laughs> are waiters there. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Or yeah. Colonel Robert Parker probably has a farm or whatever. Right. And then the loser has to work the farm. Right. Or no. And no, no. like dirty but jobs. I would, I would say that. No, no. Because you and I kind of agreed that the person that would manage Uncle Fred or Typhoon or wherever you want. The Shockmaster Reflection right. would have been Colonel Robert Parker. Right. So the high stakes match for Sting against Shockmaster, Colonel Robert Parker would be everything you're saying. He would have to work Sting's house or he had to drive Sting maybe in, in a limousine or he had to clean the toilets or something like that. Right. You know, Uncle Fred cannot pay. But have all three and have different scenes with all three of them getting worked. Okay. And I, then, I, I you mean, know what it could be? Instead of career versus career, mm -hmm. I don't know who was champion at the time. Uh, Vader. Okay. So Vader 
it, he he now he doesn't have to defend against none of those guys. But Sting mm-hmm. versus Uncle Fred, if Sting loses, his his career. If he beats Uncle Fred, he then gets a title shot at Vader on That's whatever fucking the next Super Brawl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then then there's there's high stakes for both of them, and you're everyone's afraid Sting's gonna lose his career, but he also gets them released from the farm duties, you know, or okay. whatever. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. That, again, and I'm telling this, you that Jimmy Garvin shit. I mean, 30, 40 years later, it is still absolutely hysterical to watch it. it it's it's hysterical, but again, Jimmy Garvin, you can believe Jimmy Garvin being the foil, being the antagonist, but also Dustin being the, would have been perfect for that. No, 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 but being but being the chicken shit heel that Jimmy right. Garvin was, Typhoon right. or Uncle Fred is not supposed to be a chicken shit heel. So that's why I'm saying that Colonel Robert Parker has got to take right. all the yeah. all the all the bullets. For the punishment, if you will. That's why I said it's perfect. Oh, you're Mar- saying you want Robert Parker to have to be their limousine driver. Right. Shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can do that, too, for the... the it yeah. protects Uncle Fred, right? Think about it this way, T.W. It protects Uncle Fred, and if you want to turn him maybe... You know, if, if Uncle Fred... Because Vader loses the title at Starcade against Ric Flair. So let's just say with that, with that high-stakes scenario, right, T.W.? Uncle Fred... Can be you know be born again, have redemption because Robert Parker is pissed that Uncle Fred lost his match right against Sting, and he has to you know he's doing all these manual labor shits. So then you can actually and he fires Uncle Fred and all that stuff, or Vader beats the sh- or Sid Vicious beats the shit out of him, or Vader beats the shit out of him. So now Uncle Fred can be you know it's kind of like that Southern wrestling story, kind of like sped up a little bit. Where he has to fight off these people because you, you didn't do your job at Starcade, so now you get a little bit of redemption. Maybe now people cheer for the Shockmaster to go up Shockmaster against Sid Vicious, Shockmaster against uh against Vader in, in a blood feud match into Super Bowl and maybe work your way into Spring Stampede or Bash at the Beach. Now you give a little bit of staying power for Uncle Fred. Now you got another scenario. So what say you about that kind of scenario? Or you have a different way. Well, if he comes in and he turns on Sting and Bulldog right off the rip, and then we're he, living we're living in the '90s where everything is microwavable, so that's right. What I'm just, no, I know. I'm thinking like that, but I'm saying if it's only six months later and then they're turning on him because he lost, and now Robert Parks has got, I don't think fans are gonna care. They're like, "Fuck okay. you, buddy. That's what you get. That's your comeuppance." Mm-hmm. But if okay. it's a year long thing, then yeah, then perfect. But I was looking for a way to work this in. But you mentioned Harley Race, so. Mm-hmm. King Harley Race. Well, he didn't wear the he. He should have took that robe. That's what right? Uncle Fred should have. That that's the robe that Uncle Fred should have took. But anyway, right. But he know, uh, that figure there is a greatest hit. They re-released it. The original figure. One of my Canadian buddies who mm-hmm. houses his stuff here paid a few hundred dollars to get the first version of that, and now they recreated it. So the value was went. But. He opened stuff, so his he wasn't planning on reselling it anyway. But I got it for twenty bucks. Actually, I got it for nine dollars because I used reward points. But anyway, oh, okay. back to the scenario. I I think I think long term I like him as a heel because again I'm I'm going back to tugboat versus typhoon. Mm-hmm. I absolutely thought typhoon was badass. The, and again, not to body shame, but you took two guys and I don't know if there's, I mean, bashing booger, but. Earthquake had one of the worst builds I've ever seen in my life, whereas Typhoon looked like 
He used to power lift at least. He right? did. He was he was a weightlifting, I right. think. But that's what I mean. He looks like he sniffed team. the inside of a gym, whereas mm-hmm. Earthquake did not. Uh, from all points I've ever heard, nothing but good things about uh, John Tenta. People said he was a sweetheart of a human being. So I don't mm-hmm. mean, I, but you know, he had his lot in life. That look got him a wrestling career. So I'm not knocking yeah. it. It just wasn't something that would make me a fan. Um, but yet the second he became Avalanche and Typhoon, the natural disasters had the matching gear. I was, I was close to cheering for those guys. I don't know that I would have cheered them to beat the road warriors. Cause I'm a huge road warrior guy. Um, mm-hmm. but Typhoon is better to me than tugboat. So bad guy, him would be better than, than good guy. Him. You know what I think would be even better is he loses maybe because Robert Parker botches a, a loaded purse or something, right? Mm-hmm. He loses. Parker's got to become the chauffeur, the lackey, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they turn on Parker, and now he becomes the Captain Lou Albano of WCW, the babyface tag team manager. Because I think Robert Parker, people were this close to cheering for that guy anyway. He was such a likable guy. You well, love. I don't know if he was likable. He was just funny looking because he looked like Colonel Robert, you know, right, per, but Colonel Sanders. People laughed at him like he was funny mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. came out there. They loved when he bumped around. He was almost Bobby Heenan light, but just a big dude. And I think mm-hmm. people, I think people would have loved him if he ever got turned babyface. As a matter of fact, when he was chasing Scary Sherry around with his crush on her, people were starting to have like George the Animal still chasing Elizabeth vibes for that guy. Like mm-hmm. they were like. Why her? It was a, it was, it was, it was, it was a funny skit. It was very yeah, funny it was skit and very funny stretch. This big guy was all in on Scary Sherry, sidetracked by everything, cost his guys their matches. Just it was it was. I think, but and then you keep you keep Fred and I hate that we keep calling him Uncle Fred. I'm gonna call him fuck it. I'm gonna call him Hurricane. Uh, well, call him Typhoon, I, like you want to call him. Call him Typhoon. You can't call him Typhoon because that's copywritten. It don't matter. I'm just saying we using. This you know scenario. what they could have called him. And I bet you you could get around this. The What's disaster. You, you, you're you not calling the natural, natural disaster. The, just call him the disaster. And well, I mean, if, he, if, he, if he fell and busted his ass, he, that would have been a disaster perfect. already. So that, yeah. that's, a, that's already a, a bad thing. Gym. That's a bad omen. <laughs> well, you know what, Reflectionist? I think we did actually a very passable thing for Uncle Fred. I think we gave us a very good scenario. Me and TW agree to a point where he comes in. So I want to put a bow on this. He comes in from the crowd being a big fan with a rage problem. So this way, and Sting and Davey Boy kind of saves him from being arrested and all that stuff. And he becomes the fourth partner that way. It's passable. And then while in the war games, me and TW have a little bit difference of opinion. But I kind of like TW's way where he looks at Vader. Vader looks at him. The fans are going to go crazy. The battle of the gargantuans are going to happen in the cage. But then Vader does something. A finger poke arm doing like this. an arm ringer. Like a fucking Again, I want him to decimate them and then make Dustin Rose tap out. That's just me. But again, I go with, I'll go with TW stuff. He looks at him and then does the arm bar. And, and, then, and then Uncle Fred taps out himself. Sting and Davey Boy and Dustin look bewildered. They look flustered. Like, what, what are you doing, Fred? Well, they're not going to say Fred, and then he decimates them. So now we we up the ante to Starcade. We we booked him better to Starcade than WCW and Dusty Rose already did. So he's already got a heel run. He's already got a main event match at Starcade against either Sting or Davey Boy Smith, 
with some high stakes involved. So we got that scenario out there. So we gave Uncle Fred a good six months on TV for a reason, because the, the six months that he was on TV, the way they did it, being the bumbling idiot, just wasn't going to fly. It just had a shelf life of three, three weeks, in my opinion. But I want to end this on a different note, because now I want to change the what if to a different scenario, because, again, you and I are picturing Uncle Fred, typhoon, hurricane, avalanche, whatever you want to call it, big steel. But TW, put your thinking cap on. This is your dream scenario. But, but be serious about it, please. See, now you're laughing. That's why I'm saying be serious about it, right? All right. Think about the landscape of 1993. The name is the Shockmaster, right? Sting and, and David Boy are keep are saying this, and I don't care whichever way you want to do this. It doesn't matter. He could go through the wall and doesn't bust his ass, but it's not Uncle Fred. But the name Shockmaster is trademarked. What wrestler would represent in 1993? the best way to shock the world and be the fourth member in that scenario. It's not Hogan. Hogan, because he's not far away from coming there anyway. And if Hogan came out, well, it's, it's, his team was staying in Bulldog against Vader and Sid, it would have shocked the world. 100%. Hogan. And this is late in 93, right? So this is after we already lost to you. Well, fall, fall Brawl is September, give or take, September of 1993. And Hogan... He was still under contract with WWE in August of 93 with he was doing a European tour against Yokozuna. So it wouldn't have worked in that scenario. But I get what you're saying. If you but, waited, if you waited till he could work, I thought he was out gone in July. No, no, no. On TV, he was gone, but he was still right. doing European tours. He was honoring his dates with Yokozuna. And he was there was there was this documents that he was doing with European tours with Yokozuna in August of 1993. Hogan, but again, this is just more of a off the shoot. So in a perfect world, Hogan would have done the Luger thing. He would have he would have like did his dates, then said, fuck you, Vince, and then made a date and then made a debut at Clash of Champions that no one would have expected. That's what I you got want another to one. I got another Who? one. The water kid. Come in a team with Bulldog, dude. Yeah. Is that a He's already skinny. He's but already people have been like, holy shit, dynamite kid in '93. The British Bulldogs reunite. If you want to keep keep that that history going, okay, well, that's a nice. Warrior would have nice. been good, but Warrior was still was it '93 SummerSlam with Warrior and Savage? '92. Oh, that was '92. He was gone. He was he was already gone. Ah, oh, then it would Warrior would have been perfect. But Hogan would have been the shocking the world. Warrior maybe. Um, mm -hmm. But but if if you brought dynamite in, like either mm -hmm. partner, either dynamite coming in for for Davy Boy or Warriors coming in for Sting, and call them Blade Runners, whatever, like fuck mm -hmm. yeah. But Fred Ott was not the guy that was like, oh no, no, shit, I, they got Fred Ott. Wow, no, no, that's, that's what cool. I'm saying. Fr Fred is not the shockmaster type of person. Steve Lombardi, Steve the Brooklyn Brawler. They would have called him the Brock's badass dude. Bronx bomber, the Bronx bomber coming through the wall with a bat. Oh God! Now we're really getting ridiculous on this scenario. But anyway, you know what? I'll I'll say this. I kind of agree with you. If the, if Hogan did the Luger route, where he just did his dates, it's the only perceivable way to shock the world. Hogan would have done the shit. But again, 
Eric Bischoff did not have total power, so that's why it didn't work. That's why he was laying in the weeds and doing what he was doing. This is what if. What if Eric Bischoff had total power? Yeah, this is a very interesting what if. Would have, would you have done a, a, because. He wouldn't have come to the wall. He would have just walked out. No, no, I'm saying for shock the world and shock whatever. Would you have done Ric Flair as kind of like a, a 12th, you know, 11th hour kind of substitute where he's doing this and then he just kind of like belts Vader? Because then you're building something towards Starcade between Flair and Vader because, you know, his career was on the line. Because the way they had Flair d- doing his things kind of made him look like a, you know, they were trying to weaken him a little bit too much. And then when he beat I never, Vader. I never, ever bought Flair as a baby face ever. And it, it w- I, if, if Flair would have done it, no, I'm just saying because the, the way I'm saying it is that let's say it was like they had a plan. It was going to be Hogan, right? Like your scenario. It would have been Hogan. But then Hogan says, I'm not doing it, brother. It ain't going to work for me, brother. But then Flair says, "I'll." he does like the Black Scorpion thing. He's the 11th hour substitute. But then you're building towards Starcade. It would work out very well because then in my thought process, in that scenario, again, but then you have that, that world heavyweight title thing. But I think my booking for Vader would actually make more sense. Because Vader could have decimated Flair in the war games. Then Flair questions, does he have anything left to give? Then he challenges and puts his career on the line for Vader against him at the world. But the how world many title. times has Flair turned on Sting at this point? Two? I lost count, but you know, right. it's still in it's still in the, So it, him it, being it, with Sting, Sting would be like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Luger it didn't be. come till 96 or 5, right? 95, yeah. He was yeah, still on the So Luger would have been way too early to be him, but that would have been cool if he just basically, eh, fuck those guys. Because back then, well, mm-hmm. I guess they did, he did have a contract. He didn't have one with WCW. That's how he was able to just leave. But yeah, uh, but yeah more- I just, I, I think to shock the world the way they were implying it, nobody would have been bigger than Hogan walking out. Because he had just lost the world title. He mm-hmm. had just stolen it from Bret Hart before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and, and he's on his way, and he's on his way out, so it yeah. would have worked there. So that's the only name that would shock the world. And with that being said, what if it was CM Punk? He would have been maybe eight years old. What was, <laughs> was how old is he? Eight. I don't know how old he was in '93, but he he would be, he's he's kind of young to do that. That's that's all I'm saying. He probably is eight nine years old at that time. But how old were you in '93? How old was I in 93? I'm already 10. I'm 16. So he's 13 because he's 41, 42 right now. Well, I'm older than him. Oh, God damn. That, that's, that's even more embarrassing right now. Oh, maybe I, he's not. Then if he's not, then he was 18. Well, then, he, then it is what it is. But he wouldn't have shocked the world. But with that being said, we close on this what if. We did it. We're the only... I defy you. I challenge the Reflectionites to find any other nostalgic podcast, to find any post, and send it to my Twitter at PWSPRF as proof. DN Couponer, Chris, Christopher Paul Bruce Winland. Find evidence that. Uh, Jake Smith ev- would have been a surprise. Woo! Would that, would that shock the world? Yeah. Because by then, didn't he already spin the wheel, make the deal with Sting? Yeah, he, he betrayed Sting, so that would have been really shocking that Sting would have actually entrusted trusted him again. Trusted him again. So, you know, Rick Rude would have worked because Rick Rude doesn't like Sting, and he was already having his, his wars with him with the corporation. Well, I mean, Sting and, and Paul Heyman's corporation and stuff like that. Alliance. And of course, Alliance, whatever the case may be. But anyway, 
We close. And that's, again, Christopher Paul Bruce Wendelin, Dan Coupon, or Josh Spielberg. If you can find evidence that other people, you know, other scenarios, have you seen this on Twitter? Have you seen this on Facebook groups? Have you seen this on other nostalgic podcasts? I def- I challenge you to find this for the professor because I think we're the only ones that are brave enough, bold enough, and actually made it work to a certain degree to protect Uncle Fred, Fred Oppen, and we gave him a run of a six to nine month career, and we gave him a fucking Starcade main event match. But anyway, we closed on this What If Special on the PWR Podcast and the Hami Media Group at Powerbeam.com. So, TW, give out those socials so we can finally get out of here. What are we going right. to do next week? Wait a minute. What are we going to do next week? When is well, the last well, time we've done a rivalry? When is the last time we've done a rivalry? We did one with, uh, whatchamacallit, we, we did Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. August? July? When was it? Well, was, no, maybe it was August. Yeah. So we've you done say movies. We've done... Spotlight. Oh. Mm-hmm. This was a spotlight. What if? This fucking typhoon's never been talked about this much by anybody. Let alone what if. We're the only ones that are bold enough and brave enough to do it. But again, next week we probably might go episodic. So you know, you, you're talking about rivalries. So let me think about that. So we'll yeah. get a rivalries going. But, any, but I think we'll go episodic. Then we'll do a rivalry. So go ahead, TW. Give out those socials so we can finally get out of here. Alrighty, the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us, and you can find them at PWC Network at podbean.com, where you can also find the Hameen Media Group at Hameen Media Group at podbean.com, and they're also at channelattitude.com. Our Twitter is at PW Reflection, and then of course we can't do this without Big Ray, and if you're on social media in any way, shape, or form, and you're looking for Big Ray, you're going to find him, and all you got to do is type in at Big Ray Hernandez. And every Wednesday, he's on the Next Level podcast. You can check him out there. My Instagram and heelish in, uh, X is at Tommy Wonder 19. My babyface uh, X and TikTok are at the Tommy Wonder. Snapchat is at number Wonder. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. And then you can also find Big Vito and Noel at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com, patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. And then you can watch the early release of reflection videos at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito brand. And listen, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to friend request me, you're going to do any of that stuff, please send me a message too, because I get so many random friend requests that I have no idea who these people are, why their friend requested me, and a lot of them can't be trusted. You can't trust it. Uh, but what I usually look for is if if the professor is a mutual friend or Big Ray is a mutual friend, I usually accept them even if I don't know who the heck they are. But if you can just tell me that you're requesting me because you're a fan of the show, that's awesome. It's the fast track to get me to accept it if I haven't already. Alrighty. Well, yes. I only that's the way I do it too. If I find that TW is a mutual friend, I might give you a pass. But if you're from the Ghana's, if you're from Gaza, <laughs> hell no, I'm never gonna accept you because you're a fucking scammer. It is right? the truth. I'm not being racist. It's the truth because if I get somebody from Africa with no mutual friends, I am not doing. I don't. If you want to give me some kind of, you know, it would be more nationalist than racist. Yeah, there you go. I'm very nationalist. If I, if I, ain't, I ain't friend. I ain't accepting a friend request from someone from Africa if I don't have a mutual friend who did. If you have first. a girl picture, but your name is Sam Dolly, I ain't doing it. So. There you, there you go. With that being said, my extra is PWSPROF. That's PWSPROF. 
and this gets uploaded by that slow ass eight track round. This will be available on the PWS or YouTube networks. Follow my brothers in arms. Eight track round, the dirtiest of the city. Uh, he's got so many reactions. He's got Ahsoka. He's got Walking Dead. He's got you know low key season two. He's doing the Gen Z, the boys. All the stuff is available on the PWSO YouTube network. So follow him at the number eight TRAC Brown, and of course the host of the Wednesday locker room, Billy Ray Valentine at Ob One. You know me. And again next week we'll probably go episodic, and the week after we'll do a Rivers. But I gotta think about that very. Very carefully. And what is that? You're holding up a Rick Steiner, uh, dog face Grumman 1999 Circa action figure from the, from WCW Nitro Days. And with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful. Dum Dum Do Idiot Zone. Tommy wanted to say good night. And we'll see you next time here at the PWR Podcast, the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast at Tommy Media Group at Podbeam.com. Peace. Shock Master. Don't bust your ass, please.